ABC Listen. Hello, 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 my friends. It's Ruby here, and you are listening to News Time. Hello, Ruby. Hi, Ruby. On today's show, we're off to the zoo to meet a baby gorilla and the zookeeper who looks after him. We're also going to hear about how an operation on someone's hands has given them back their voice. And we'll go for a swim with some surprisingly rowdy reptiles. After that, I'll fill you in on the new schools being named after Australia's ancient languages. After that, it's the story that made us go, whoa. That's the one. Are you ready? Let's do it. Story number five. Last year, Caius the gorilla was born at Mogo Wildlife Park in New South Wales. He was pretty sick and his mother couldn't look after him, so he spent a lot of time being taken care of by vets who helped him get healthier. Caius did get a lot better, but he still needed lots of looking after. So he went to live with a zookeeper named Chad. Chad got to do something pretty unusual. Not many of us get the chance to spend almost a year with a baby gorilla as a housemate. I think the zookeeper would be very generous to care of a baby gorilla so they can have a life and feel protected and happy. Then the baby gorilla actually gets to learn and gets to survive since they can't survive by themselves. As part of his daily routine, Chad fed Caius from a bottle and changed his nappies. As Caius grew and grew, Chad played with him and helped him learn how to crawl and walk and climb. I think that would be pretty cool to have a pet baby gorilla. You can buy some bananas for him. Yep, but Caius couldn't stay with Chad forever. Once he was big enough, the zookeepers decided it was time to go back to his gorilla family. The zookeepers were a bit nervous about this family meeting. They weren't sure whether the gorillas would welcome Caius back. But they didn't need to worry. It was all a big success. Cool. Now the zookeepers are keeping a close eye on Caius and giving him extra food when he needs it. He seems very happy to be back with his family. Excited and sad because then it gets to actually be in the wild and start learning stuff for itself. I think you're right. Chad the zookeeper says even though taking care of Caius was a bit stressful sometimes, he wouldn't change a thing. Story number four. Have you heard of the language Auslan? Sign language is like a voice for people who are deaf and they can use their hands to communicate. If you're trying to say sign language to your friends, they can use sign language also. That's right. Auslan is Australian Sign Language and most of the people who use it are deaf or hard of hearing. Instead of using their voice to communicate, Auslan users make shapes with their fingers and hands and use facial expressions. One person who uses Auslan is Tracy Howlett, who lives on the Gold Coast in Queensland. A few years ago, 
Her hands started to feel strange and uncomfortable. She went to the doctor and found out that she had something called rheumatoid arthritis, which makes moving her hands and fingers difficult and painful. For Tracy, that also made Auslan very tricky. I wouldn't be able to speak to all my friends. I would feel pretty sad if that was me because I wouldn't be able to speak and no one would know what I'm saying. Yep. Tracy says her friends had trouble understanding her signs. She said it felt like she was losing her voice. Usually, when doctors do surgery on somebody to fix this kind of arthritis, the surgery can make their hands really stiff. And that was not something that Tracy wanted. So, her doctors decided to try a new kind of surgery that would make her hands less painful and keep them nice and flexible. It wasn't easy, but it worked. I think she felt happy that she could talk to others. Tracy is very happy to be able to sign again. And because the surgery went so well, her doctors are looking at ways they might be able to teach other doctors all around the world how to do this special surgery too. Story number three. Lurking around mangrove swamps in rivers and near oceans around Australia is the seemingly silent saltwater crocodile. They have a lot of teeth. They have so many scales on them. They have very large mouths. We know a lot about what crocodiles look like, but not as much about what they sound like. You might think of crocodiles as pretty quiet animals gliding silently through the water to sneak up on their prey before that one big snap. But crocodiles actually make lots of noise. Grunts, booms, growls, slaps, and body vibrations that send rumbles through the water. Shouldn't they can locate each other? Maybe. A researcher named Sunny Flores from the University of the Sunshine Coast wants to investigate these noises to try and figure out what crocodiles are saying when they make different sounds. She's been using special underwater microphones called hydrophones to record the habitats where these salties live. If you get too close, the crocodiles might jump onto your boat and try and eat you. They're very fragile because they could think you're trying to hurt them instead of just like study them. Absolutely. So Sunny and her team have to be extra careful. Another thing that makes this research a bit complicated is that the water is a noisy place. Researchers will have a tricky time trying to figure out if what they're listening to is coming from the crocodiles or from fish or frogs or any of the other sea creatures that whir and click and hum underwater. Sunny, the researcher, says she'll also film the crocodiles. That way, she'll be able to compare what they're doing with each sound. And maybe she'll be able to spot a pattern. Cool. Sunny's hoping her research will help humans understand and appreciate crocodiles a little bit better and inspire us to protect their habitats and keep them safe. Story number two. For tens of thousands of years, 
Hundreds of different Aboriginal languages have been spoken across Australia. Language is important. It's a link to culture and community and country. It helps people feel connected to the land they're on. Next year, 14 new schools opening in Victoria are going to have Aboriginal language names. Because I want to respect the Aboriginal people. Yep. Some of these newly named schools include Tupuram Primary School from the Bunurong word meaning star, Yarrabing Secondary School from the Woiwurrung word of the Wurundjeri people meaning white gum, and Welcome Narawa Secondary School from the Wadawurrung word meaning steps to knowledge. That's just to name a few. I think they'll be happy since we're sharing culture. That's it. It's all about sharing culture and remembering whose land we're on when we learn and play. These names were chosen after the state government worked together with traditional owners to choose from a list of more than 7,000. The Victorian Minister for Education, Natalie Hutchins, says this is a great way for students to connect to the land that they're on and learn more Indigenous words. Using Aboriginal words for place names is just one way that we can show our respect to the traditional owners of the land. It also acts as a great reminder of their continuing connection to the land. And here we are. It is time for... Wow of the Week. The story made me say wow because I didn't know you could live that long. Australia's oldest person, Katerina van der Linden, has just had another birthday. Can you guess how old she turned? 101. Um, 102. 110. Close. Katerina just celebrated her 111th birthday. That is a lot of candles to put on a cake. Wow, very, very old. Older than most people. It's a pretty special achievement. Katerina was born in the Netherlands in the year 1912. And she moved to Australia with her husband and her young kids when she was 43. Over her long life, Katerina worked as a grape picker, a nursing assistant and a typist. Now she spends most of her time chatting and laughing with family and friends and other residents at her aged care facility in South Australia. Katerina has four kids, 10 grandkids and 15 great-grandchildren. What do you think Katerina's secret is to a long life? I think she eats steak every day. Cold bath and a lot of fish since cold baths help your heart. Maybe staying really fit and healthy. Good theories. Katerina reckons the reason she's lived so long is because she keeps active. She goes to the gym every week and goes on lots of walks. Even on days where she doesn't really feel like moving, Katerina pushes herself to stay consistent and active. In fact, her lifestyle is inspiring some of the other residents in her aged care facility. After seeing how good Katerina's feeling, some of them have started joining her at the gym. Katerina says her best advice is to be content with what life gives you and take the bad with the good. Happy 111th birthday, Katerina. Happy birthday. 
Happy birthday, Katerina. And with that, we end another countdown. Thank you, Ruby. You are so welcome. Don't forget to do the news time quiz. The questions and the answers are in the show notes. Bye. See you next time, Ruby. See you later. Or as they say in Gujarati, Bachi Marishu. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to, and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.